This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. You just died. Sudden, heart attack, aneurysm. We all know it's coming. You're dead. You didn't get to think. You didn't get to pray. And your life is over. We think there's time, and a lot of your friends are going to look at you and think, she was young, he was young, or so strong. You know, it really doesn't matter if it's a car wreck or a heart attack or whatever kind of thing it may be. One day it's coming, and let's just stay today. Go with me today. You just died. In 2 Samuel 14 and verse 14, he says, For we must needs die and are as water spilt on the ground, which cannot be gathered again. Neither doth God respect any person. You know, since you died, people are calling the authorities. 911. You give a little time after your death and they're notifying family members. People are shocked. They're crying. And in a day or two, people will be gathering up food. You'll be going to the funeral home. Plans will be made to bury you and put you in the ground. Everyone else will continue on except you. You'll be taken to the funeral home. You'll probably be embalmed. You won't complain about whether it's hot or cold. You won't say it's uncomfortable. Because you're dead. People ask me a lot of times what happens at death. What's going to happen when I die? I begin to think about that. and People probably mean different things, but I, here's what I come up with. Number one, you no longer have freedom of choice. We take for granted the blessing that God gives you free will, and from the day you're born until the day you die, you can do what you want to do. You go where you want to go. You make your choices. Now, somebody could argue and say, well, you can't do that when you're little and you can't do that when you're old, and that, all that's true, I guess. Little Texie don't go where she wants to go, but she will. 
Someday in her life, she'll go where she wants to go. She will do what she wants to do. You make your choices and I make my choices and we take it for granted that every day I can get up and do what I want to do. That at any point in my life, I can make a choice and a decision to follow the Lord and serve the Lord or I can make a decision that today I'm not. And we make those decisions. You and I have that freedom. And every day we make our choices. And the day comes and the day goes. And we look back on yesterday. And for me personally, and I don't know about you, I look back on the yesterdays and I say, I'll do better tomorrow. I'll do better. I won't make that mistake again. Tomorrow I'll do better. I'll live better. But you're dead. You're dead. And you have that freedom no longer. In the book of Joshua 24 and verse 15, Joshua says, If it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the God of your fathers, the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But if for me and my house we will serve the Lord. Joshua made a choice and a decision, and that's a wonderful thing because he had the ability to do that. But I want you to know you can't do that now. In the position that you're at right now, you don't make any choices. You don't go anywhere. You don't do anything. Because the day's coming when the power of the freedom of choice is over. Over. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 8 says, There is no man that hath power over the Spirit... To retain the spirit. Neither hath he power in the day of death. There is no discharge in that war. Neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. Nobody here is going to escape. And people may look at me. Maybe look at Clyde Jr. and go, I'm not surprised he had a heart attack. They may look at the older folks and said, well, they lived a long, good life. It doesn't matter how healthy you live or how much you go to the gym or eat your green leafy vegetables. When the day comes and your body and your spirit separate, it's over. And that's what the Bible says. When the spirit leaves the body, it's your time. And the Spirit is the part of you that has free will to make choices. And you've made your choices. In fact, you've made them all. And now you will no longer make a choice. You no longer have an opinion. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 7, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. And since you died, your Spirit's gone to God. And it's in God's hands. Not yours. And your body lays cold. And you're not your own. Psalms 146 verse 4. His breath goeth forth. And he returneth to his earth. And that very day his thoughts perish. Can't think. 
You can't act. You can't move. Ecclesiastes 9 verses 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave. You had your opportunities. You had your days to work. You had your years to get better and improve your life. You had the time to follow the Lord. It's over. So that's number one. What happens when you die? You no longer have the freedom to choose. Number two, your fate is sealed. There's a lot of conditions in life. You know, we get stronger and weaker. We go through growth spurts spiritually where we get better and we get stronger in our faith and our dedication to God improves and then the storms come and the trials and it beats us down and life's just an ebb and a flow. And some days we're tempted and we give in to those temptations and we fail and we sin. Well, I'll tell you something. The day you died, that's it. That's the condition you're in. And that's what counts. And there's a whole lot of people who are going to want to say, well, my dad did this to me and my mom did that to me and other people were mean to me and we didn't have much money. You had your time. You made your choices and now it's set. The book's been written. God's been taking a record. All those things are written down and since you're dead and you can no longer choose, that's it. Your fate is sealed. Whether you're righteous, whether you're wicked, the day you die, that's the end. The book of Matthew chapter 4 verse 17, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I heard a lot of people say to me, I want to die in my sleep. Or he died in his sleep. And people say, boy, that's good. That's lucky. I always said, I don't want to die like that. I want to be praying. <laughs> I want to be asking God to forgive me when I'm dying. You think we get that choice? That opportunity? Unlikely. The truth is, you've had the opportunity to change your life. If you've heard the word of God and you've heard the commands to repent and change your life. And no doubt there's plenty of people who when that moment comes, they would have said, I should have changed my life. I should have studied my Bible. I should have quit doing those things that I was doing. I should have been a better person. I should have worked harder. I should have served the Lord. I should have brought someone else to the church. I should have. Too late. And do you really think a prayer right at the end is going to turn the tide? Matthew, or Mark rather, 2 verse 17, When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repent. Too late to repent. 
Too late to change. You should have repented when you were alive. You, you were sick and you knew you needed the doctor. You didn't go. You had problems of sin in your life. You, why didn't you go forward at church? Why didn't you go talk to your brother or sister? Why didn't you go say, I need a little help. I'm struggling here. Too late. And we'd like to stand before God and say, I was going to change. I was going to do it. I, I was going to do it next week. I was going to change tomorrow. Too late. Luke 13, 5, I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. It's too late. It's too late. And when you died, whatever condition you're in, you'll have to answer that question. When the timer stopped a few minutes ago, are you right with God? That's the greatest question. And if the answer is no, then your fate is sealed. Luke 16, 22, it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abram's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. They, these two men, I, we don't know if they knew each other. Maybe they lived real close to one another, have no idea. They lived at about the same time and they both died just like you did. And they no longer have control. Lazarus carried to a place of comfort called Abraham's bosom. The rich man, verse 23, in hell he lifts up his eyes. His fate sealed. He didn't want to be there. That's not where he wanted to be. Can't be changed. And I want you to notice, in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and he seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom, and he cries and says, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. I've seen people laying in hospital beds and squirming around and saying, Help me, help me. Get the doctor. Get the nurse. They poke the button. I need drugs. I need help. That's what he does. He can't help himself. He can't get up and move. He can't go down the street and get a glass of water or a dose of Tylenol. Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tips of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. It's a bad situation. And you can tell by the man, he was wealthy and he was used to saying, go get this for me, go bring that to me, go help me, serve me, do for me. And he tells Abraham, send Lazarus. Seeming to comfort me. And Abraham says, Son, remember that in thy lifetime. It's over. Your life's over now. In your lifetime, receivest thy good things. 
And likewise, Lazarus, evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. You're past your life and your fate is sealed. Besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. It's over. And when the clock stops ticking, your fate is sealed. Number three, what happens at death? You don't have the freedom of choice, your fate sealed, and if you're lost, you have no hope. None. And we live in a life of hope. We, everyone here, live a life of hope. We hope for the smallest of things. Something good to eat at lunch. We hope for the smallest and most insignificant of things. I hope something's good on the TV tonight. I hope these pants still fit. But I want to tell you something. The hope that sustains, the real hope is in Jesus. And you know if you were lost or you're saved when the clock stopped ticking. If you were lost, there's no hope. None. There's no recourse. There's no loser's bracket. There's nothing. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers for the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. And if you lived without God and died without him, you're not going to have him now. There's no other answer. There's no other recourse. There's no other way. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. And we go to the cemetery. We do it all the time. And we look at it, somebody and we say, well, they're dead and, and that's good. At least they're not hurting anymore. It's hogwash. Because if you're dead without God, you're in the worst possible situation that you can be in, ever. If you die without Jesus, the worst thing that can possibly happen to you has happened. And there's no hope. There's no way out. In Matthew 25... And verse 30, he says, Cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. How do we describe? How does God describe the torment that, that's on you? How do we understand it? Because we're not dead. We dismiss it and we don't think about it. And people every day tap dance on the edge of sin and they dabble in those things and they push the limits and they try to get by with as rough a life or as far away from God and then duck back in here at the end and say, I just want to slip in. It's not going to work. Because you don't know when it's coming. You just don't know. 
Every one of you looks healthy. Most every one of you looks healthy. I knew a guy in college. He had asked this little girl to marry him. They were really excited about that. They set the wedding date. His little girl went and bought a dress. A couple weeks later, he just died in the shower. Just dead. Over. It's over. Rick's cheated death 20 times. There's a day coming he won't. And when the clock stops ticking, you have no hope. If you're lost, you have none. In the book of Revelation 20, verse 14, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whoever was not found written in the book of life is cast into the lake of fire. It's over. You know what? The only thing that's going to happen now that you're dead is the clock's going to keep ticking for those that are alive. And I don't know if you know it, but the clock's ticking. And the crazy thing is you think you have time. You think that. I think it. If we saw that there was one minute left, we'd everyone be in the water. Everyone. If we could hear the clock ticking down, Every one of us would charge to the front of the room to beg for prayers. If we knew that that was happening, we'd everyone change our lives. Everyone. We don't know. And how foolish. Foolish. Because the first thing you know, it's over. Over. Now, we're going to sing a song. Only you know where you'd be when the clock strikes zero. And if you need a change, you better change today while you have hope. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.